0: Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and we are going to be discussing 90 Day UK. There's nothing that we're going to talk about right off the top. We're just going to be jumping right into the episode. So, Season 2, Episode 4, The Things You Do for Love. So we're going to be talking about Louise and Jose first. So we see them at a market. They are literally buying like a rubber chicken. Um, Because again, I love you chicken. Okay. Um, He is going to be going to the UK as a tourist um, on on tourist visa and he will be there for about three months. She's going to be on a plane ahead of him, but he's going to be coming like pretty much the same day. We'll get to it. It'll make sense in a minute for those who didn't watch the episode. Um, so next we see her on the plane, So she lands at 2 30 p.m. And there's a reason why I say the times. It will make sense again for those who didn't see the episode. So she's now waiting for him to land and get off the plane. He's supposed to be landing at 3 p.m. So it's 3 p.m. He has landed. And I, I I don't know why this particularly came up, but I wrote down that she wrote Bogota wrong. I'm not sure. I can't remember now how she said it. I think she probably said like Bogota or something, but she did not say Bogota. And I'm like, he was said it wrong. Anyway, now it's 4 PM and he is still not there, which I mean, it's an hour he could have potentially been stuck at customs, so I don't think it's like a huge deal. She's not yet freaking out, but you know, still, it's been an hour. Um, she ends up calling him, but because the signal, I guess, is really bad, um, it the phone appeared to have been maybe turned off. Now it's five p.m now we got a problem here. And now she's getting a call from someone at immigration, from immigration. They're questioning their relationship. Because again, guys, they literally just got married. Okay. They just got married. It feels like they got married like maybe a day or two before. Jose is now stuck at immigration and they might be sending him back. Because again, they're questioning whether this relationship is actually an an authentic one. So now it's been two and a half hours since she has spoken to the person from immigration. Okay. So if we remember, I'm gonna go back in my notes here. She got that call at 5 p.m. So now it's another two and a half hours. So now it's 7:30. And Still no Jose. She is texting back and forth with him. And we do see like one text, like I didn't write all this text down because there's nothing interesting in them. But there's one text that he says that he is tired and he needs to poo. So I was like, oh my gosh. But I'm going to say right here, right now, he actually has IBS. So then I started to feel bad for him. Okay. Like he needs to Go and use the bathroom. Are they letting him use the bathroom? Is he scared to leave to use the bathroom? Like, I don't know what's going on, but we'll get to it in a minute. Um, he does say that he's been left in a room. And she ends up calling her mom and tells her mom that Jose might not be let in. Um now it's 8 p.m. So another half an hour has gone by. Jose is still texting her and saying that they're making him do biometric exams. She couldn't get through biometric. But this is, um, I have had okay. So again, with my experience with dealing with immigration, my ex was actually departed after we had gotten married, um so we were doing a lot of different things to try and get him back into the country. Um, and one of those things was to do a tourist visa. We did go the spousal visa route. I won't get into all of that because that doesn't pertain here, but the tourist visa, we did try that route at one point, um, even just to have him here temporarily while waiting for the spousal. And, um, um, you had to do all of this testing. You had to go get medicals done. You had to go and get a passport photo done. You had to do biometric testing. You had to do all these different things. So I'm very surprised that they didn't do the biometric testing before he even got the Taurus visa. And I'm going to get into this in a second, but actually, not going to talk about it now because I didn't go too much into this. When she was talking to the immigration officer, I got the feeling that she didn't get the proper information to make sure that he was going to be allowed into the country. I feel like she was kind of doing this underhanded thing to try and get him in. So I'm not sure if he actually did a visa process. I feel like she thought, she read online that once you're married, it's all good and ready to go. You can just come into the country. When that's not the case, you have to go through the proper channels to make sure that he's actually allowed in. She did talk about the fact that, you know, he needs to have a certain amount to be allowed in, you know, but she's like, I thought that since I'm supporting him and he's going to be living at my home, that he didn't have to have, like, she, I feel like she just wasn't, even if, okay even if you're married, even if you're going to be supporting him, even if he has somewhere to live or to be for the next three months, those things doesn't replace you doing a a normal tourist visa. You still have to do the tourist visa. The problem is is that with a tourist visa, and I don't know how it is in Colombia to UK, but in my experience from Jamaica to Canada, you still have to have a certain amount of money to make sure how you are allowed in the country because they want to be sure that you can support yourself while here because you can't work when here in the country. Now people find their ways to make the money, but legally speaking, you're not supposed to be working in a country that you're not a resident of. So you still have to have all that despite anything. Okay. even though that means she has to transfer money into his account and see here he has money, whatever you got to do. You, you need to do that. You have to go through the proper channels to make sure. And then the biometric testing, as mentioned, I don't understand how he was allowed into the country without actually completing the biometric testing. It doesn't seem possible. That comes before being granted a visa. I don't get it. So I do wonder if he's been now taken by immigration because she didn't do proper thing, she didn't do things the proper way, and now what's going to happen is when you try to do—I'm not saying it's right—but when you try to do a spousal visa for him, whichever I don't know how it works in in England um, or in the UK, if that's the proper terminology. But when you now do a spousal visa um, to allow him into the country. They're going to look at the fact that he was taken by immigration and um, his trying to get into the country in a previous time and that he was sent back. That is now part of your permanent record. So she's an absolute idiot if you didn't do this the right way. And she does mention at some point, I can't remember when, that he had two refusals, he had two denials, or two or three denials. This doesn't look good. That's all in his record. That doesn't look good. Now that he's trying to potentially, in the sense, illegally enter the country. I don't know what she was thinking. She wasn't thinking, actually, let's be real. Um. So now it's 8.30 p.m. He's getting frustrated. Immigration has called her back, but it still doesn't seem good. He, he, she has to tell them that he has IBS, and that you know, would it be possible for him to use the bathroom? And she actually says, and I have to say, you know, immigration do better in all countries, really, or not so much all countries, all Western countries, okay do fucking better. Ridiculous. Anyway, because they end up, like, she says, like, they seemed irritated by her god forbid asking if someone can use the bathroom when he landed five and a half hours before. God forbid. Anyway, she tells us they still haven't made a decision. He texts her and said he is okay. So he's trying to make her feel like everything is fine. And she says like she just wants to have her fairy tale. She didn't think fairy tales existed, but with Jose it does. And I'm just like, they don't exist. Fairy tales don't exist. Your Prince Charming isn't going to come with your glass slipper And you know, then you get married. This isn't how it works. It's now ten thirty p.m. She was told that he is not going to be leaving anytime soon, so she ended up deciding to leave and go home. So, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they sent him home, but we'll see how it goes. But that is the end of Louise and Jose. So now we're talking about Shane and Mert. So Shane is back home now. And we see Mert is on a video call. And it's Shane's birthday. And Mert made her cake. She is going to be going to the lawyer, she tells Mert, um the next day to get the visa process sorted out um she also then says that grace her friend is going to be coming over to celebrate her birthday and she's going to be going out drinking he doesn't want her to to be drinking um doesn't want her to be drunk he ends up writing her a note, I believe, that she couldn't understand. I couldn't understand. It's fine. She just kind of keeps on crying because she says she's in love, but she does question why he is with her. Um, She just seemed very emotional on this day. I don't know if it had something to do with her birthday, him not being there. I don't know. So then we see Shane... And Grace and her mom are going out for dinner, and then they're going to be going in for drinks afterwards. She tells them that she is really stressed. She says that she's about two months behind when it comes to the visa. Um, for those who have never been through a visa process or any sort of immigration process, it takes a long, long time. I know for mine and my ex's situation, when I tried to do the spousal visa, I think we must have started started, you know, compiling things and filling out forms. It's not just about filling out forms. You literally have to prove to these people that your relationship is real. You gotta have to you know everything that you can think of, it probably took about four months to get everything just compiled and ready to go. Plus, you know, it, it and then the actual process itself takes forever. Um, every thing, every process is different depending on what you're trying to achieve um, and obviously which country you're from and how the time that you're doing it. I think there's such a backlog now that wasn't really the case when I was. There was obviously a backlog, but there wasn't not to the extreme that it is now. Um, It's a process. It's a process, and the money that's involved—that's another part of the process. It's a lot. Um, But she says, "Yeah, they're about two months behind." Um, she wanted to have him there by February, she says, but now it won't be until like the end of May. And I think this is just for Taurus visa. I'm not sure, but if it's actually for him to permanently live there, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, she says that she will say to him that she needs info from him, like information from him. Um, and he will say, oh, you don't need that. But she does need that. And I understand this. Like I won't go into details in my in my um such my example. But I went through a situation very similarly where I needed something that needed to be included in his application. Cause technically for Canada, it's two separate applications. You need to have the application technically that is for the person who's immigrating. Um, to, they have their own and then the actual sponsor has their own. So for him, I needed him to include something that he didn't particularly want to include. He thought that, well, you know, I don't need to include this for A, B, or C reason. And we had to go back and forth that we fought about that for some time that I'm like, no, this, needs to be there. Because it clearly says here, y- y- you need to include it. So it, it, it's frustrating when you're trying to say, listen, no, the form says you need it. The website says you need it. The well, lawyer is probably going to say you need it. You telling me I don't need it, that doesn't help the process. All that does is delay the process. Men don't listen. So she says that she doesn't want to lose uh, 3,000 pounds on having to do the process all over again. And, and I don't know if that's 3,000 pounds with, well, she's, they do have a lawyer. So I think that is with a lawyer, but even without a lawyer, which I did without a lawyer, I did it all on my own. Um, it was over a thousand dollars at the time. And that was almost, almost 10 years ago. I can't even imagine what it is now, but it, it's, it's not, that process is not a cheap process. So you don't want to have to go through the whole thing all over again because you don't have everything that you need. And they will deny you based on the fact that you don't have everything you need. She worries that the longer they are that they are together while he is still living in Turkey. um, The chances of of people finding out about her identity will just grow. So she's worried about his safety while in Turkey. So it's the next morning and she's now on a call with Mert. And she says, why are you acting like this? acting like that last night sorry acting like that last night so clearly we can now see they're in an argument so she tells us that the previous night Mert was blowing up her phone and she does eventually answer the phone I don't know if she, has, if she was always answering the phone every time or she was ignoring his call. I don't know. But he ended up overreacting when he saw, like, a guy behind her. And he actually, like, says, like, you, you can't keep drinking, blah, blah, blah. He says that he only wanted her to have two drinks. So let me finish my thoughts here before I go any further. Number one, Lady Gaga and Beyonce came out with a lovely song called Telephone. If you haven't heard the song, I advise you do. Um, Stop calling. Stop calling. I don't want to hear it anymore. I think that's how the lyrics go off <laughs> the top of my head. Yeah. I don't want to talk anymore. That's, the lyric. I just sing it in my head. Don't call me. You know I'm out. Don't call me. Like, oh, anyway, that's the that's the first thing. Number two. You can't overreact over somebody who has nothing to do with her is standing behind her. Like, get over yourself. Number three, you cannot tell a grown woman she can only have two drinks and that's it. Get out of here. Like I'm okay with two drinks. I can survive off two drinks and be fine. Like I don't need to be drunk or anything like that. That's my personal thing. But if she wants to go and get shit face, then she's allowed to go get shit face. She's with her mom. She's with her friend. She's safe. Shut up, dude. Like, come on. And I can get like your faith doesn't allow you to drink, but that's bullshit. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go here for a quick second. Does your faith allow you to have multiple partners in a in a day? No. But yet you do that, or you did do that. So why is that okay? But she can't drink to excess if she so chooses. Maybe once in a while. Like, get out of here. <laughs> it's just I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand men. I really don't. I really don't. I don't understand men like this because this is not my relationship. I don't understand men like this. I don't understand. I men like this. People like this. I don't get it. I don't understand why people have to shit out while they're on a video call. I don't understand how a person can't sit on an airplane with the opposite sex and not flirt. I don't understand. Well, <laughs> then you have Christian who does. But like, and then I don't understand people who say like, "Oh, well, you can't drink because I just said so. Put my foot down. Like, I saw my man that I've had more than one drink and he's like, oh yeah, tell me about it. Like, you know, like, I just don't, I don't understand this. I can't compute. Um, so then he says that I'm jealous and it says, it's your fault. Excuse the fuck out of me. I didn't realize that your insecurity is my fucking fault. I didn't know that. I am so sorry. I misinterpret that. I didn't know get the fuck out of here. It is your fault that you're jealous. Not her fault. That is, mm. he ends up hanging up the phone and she doesn't even get to explain herself. God forbid she has a thought in her head. She can't have a thought in her head. She can't express her thoughts. She has to shut up and take it. And if she starts even opening her mouth, he hangs up the phone on her. This isn't good. This isn't good. I got all. Um, we then see Grace coming in. Um, she's like, "Oh, I wasn't sure if I should come in." And she's like, "Yeah, I know you can come in." Um, and she has some tea. And Mur actually calls back. So you hang up, sir, and then call back were you hoping for that she'd call you back? You know, that's what he was hoping for. You know, he was hoping she would call him back. And when she didn't call him back, he called her back. Fuck this guy. Um, he tells her she can't drink outside anymore. Like she has a drink in her home and he says, this, this is my rules. And that's it. And she starts crying. He has like no. He's not reading the room to realize your fiance, okay, no longer girlfriend. Fiance is crying her eyes out. She needs some comforting in this moment. And all you're doing is yelling at her because, God forbid, she had two drinks. She didn't even cheat on you. Nothing happened. But it's a problem. Fuck this. Guy. Now he can redeem himself because I don't, I didn't hate him before. He didn't start off that way for me. But if he keeps up this way, he's going to be on my shit list. But we'll see how it goes. That is the end of Shane and Mert. So now we are with Robert, an asshole. That's who we're with. I'm sorry. She's going to be an asshole today. We'll see how it goes later on. Asshole. Aisle. I don't know what the fuck her name is, but it's Asshole for now. Anyway, Robert's daughter, her name is Arwen. I didn't get her name last time. Um, She's here. And they are going to go go go-karting. Her and her dad. Just her and her dad. They had fun, blah, blah, blah. Moving on. Now they are going back to the house. And he ends up telling us that there is a little bit of a rivalry between Asshole and Arwen. Asshole tells us that Arwen will be there for about a week. And she thinks that this is too long. Because she says that she's there to visit Robert and she wants to be alone with him. Honey, this is gonna be your life. You're allowed to stay with this person. You think that Armin's only gonna come for a day or two and then leave? Especially when she's actually living in London. And they're in Scotland, I believe. So anyway. Um Assel has some what made it clear that she wants nothing to do with Armin. She thinks Arwen has an attitude. Okay, well, first of all, Arwen is 16 years old. Every 16-year-old has an attitude, first of all. Secondly, you're a bitch. Anyway, there we go. <laughs> um we then see that Arwen is playing um one of Robert's video games or whatever. Um And Robert then tells us, and this is why she got the asshole name for, for this episode anyways, um, is that asshole is in competition with Arwen. This grown fucking woman is in competition with a 16 year old child, his 16 year old child. And, um, yeah, she does not want to be second in his life. Oh well, you will be second in his life. His daughter should always be first. But I'll get to my thoughts on him in a minute, honestly. Essel wants to show Robert that she is making an effort. So she's cooking. She um she said that she spent about half the day cooking. I can't remember a thing that she does make, but she does make like pierogies, but they look steamed. So I'm not sure. I'm not even sure pierogies are meant to be cooked in any other way, it seemed. I'm not a pierogi fan. Um, But anyway. Arwen tells us that she's very picky and she is nervous to try the food. And I think she does try it, but she says she doesn't like it. Robert says that I not remember if he says that she's offended or he's offended, but some of the offended, probably asshole, but, um, I think it might've been him. Who cares? Um, but asshole is unhappy. Let's be real. Asshole says that to in her in the moment thinks that Arwen is spoiled and ungrateful. <laughs> okay. hot meat kettle. Um, bitch, <laughs> you're also spoiled and ungrateful. I mean, you spoil yourself and that's okay. Like, spoil yourself. That's fine. But you're definitely ungrateful. Is his house a trash heap? 100%. Could it be a little better? 100%. But this man did put an effort into the home and you were completely ungrateful about that. You didn't like his his flowers that he gave you. You were ungrateful about that. Um, okay. But the 16 year old girl who still has growing up to do, and she'll probably grow into herself and probably not be so spoiled or ungrateful. Um, is being told she's spoiled and ungrateful by a woman who has supposed to have grown into herself and hasn't changed a bit, anyway. The dog did eat some of the food, and now he's sleeping, so. Anyway, next scene. They are going to go general, please. Axe throwing. Now, here's my thing. I know, like, everyone's like, oh, Lonnie Days always does axe throwing. Please they do nothing else or whatever. Or, like, axe throwing or something else. I've done axe throwing, it is hella fun. It is so much fun. But I do understand that it's getting old. So his daughter will also be going, so it's not gonna be a date night. And after three outfit changes on Robert's part, they're ready to go. Um she asshole does say to us that she would be happier if it was just the two of them going. I get it, but you are he does want you to bond with his daughter. So I also get it from his perspective as well. Um, she does talk about the fact that she is a competition for his attention. He, that she's a competition with a fucking child. I hate this bitch. Anyway, I don't, the problem is the reason why I dislike her, I don't, the the clothes and style thing is harmless. The wanting his house to be a certain way it's harmless mentally, maybe not for your pocketbook, but it's it's harmless. Being in competition with his daughter, who has been there long before you, who he should put on a pedestal for all eternity, who just comes first, and how it always should come first. The fact that you're in competition with this child is where I draw the line. I no longer have respect for you. And this is why I got the vibes from her about when it came, like when I compare her with Lita. And I remember her name, guys. <laughs> with Lita. Because it was the same thing. Now with Lita, it was even worse. No one can touch Lita, love the level of Lita. But this woman isn't that far off. Here came here came Lita, literally kicks his child out, and he allows it. That's the thing. That's what makes him trash too. He allows it, and but it was just like, "What's wrong with you?" I hope and pray that he won't allow that, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did, because for some reason I do get this desperation from him. That's sad. Um so we'll see what happens, but I do get a lot of Lita from her and I stand by that. Um Arwen is a better axe thrower and asshole lost miserably. And she's frustrated about that because again, she can't be second, not even just in her relationship with Robert, but just in anything. She has to be an only child, I'm sorry. Um, he, Robert, wishes that they could just be friends instead of being competitors. That starts with you. This bridge that needs to be gapped starts with you, Robert. And if she's not willing to bridge that gap, then she's not the one for you, personally. Anyway, Robert and Arwen... They go out for dinner, just the two of them. Arwen says that asshole just cares about herself. Yeah, 100%. She doesn't want to get to know her. That's her decision. I wouldn't want to get to know her either, honestly. Um. She says that she never seems happy. She never smiles. I don't know if that's more just from where she comes from, so I don't want to go into that too much in terms of the smiling thing. I, I don't know if that's just where she comes from. I, I think Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan is in Europe, like, or maybe it's in Asia. maybe in Asia, because I feel like it's near Russia, but I'm not sure if it's near Russia in Asia or near Russia in Europe, so I'm not sure exactly, but... I don't want to go into so much about that. But the unhappiness is a whole other situation. But I don't know. Um she says that her potentially being a stepmom, quote unquote, it's too soon. The whole the whole thing would be too soon for her. She wants to know what her intentions are in terms of being with her father. And she thinks that he might, that he might be a trophy to her. I wouldn't say trophy. He's no trophy, but have a project. I could see him being a project for her. And then Mm -hmm. once the project is done, she's going to be bored of it and go on to something else that I can see. He of course disagrees with all of this. Um, and she says that if you do end up getting engaged, I won't be coming up as much to see him. She says, if getting engaged is something that you want to do though, however, go for it. Like, don't let me stop you. So I do like that she does like this little, like, you can do what you want to do, but just know that when you do what you want to do, I'm not going to be coming around as much. So you may lose your relationship with me or lose the relationship that we do currently have the way it is now to be with her. So she is laying it out there, but at the same time saying, but do what you want to do. And I, I think that's a good way to go about it. I don't know. With... With him, I do feel like he would step all over his daughter in order to keep her. I hope I'm wrong, but I do feel like he won't give a shit. He just wants he wants what he wants. And um and yeah. We'll see. But that is it for Robert and Assel. So, Michael and Mercy, it's our last couple for this episode. So, they're heading to her village for the wedding. The actual wedding ceremony will be taking place over two days. Um, they get to her village and it looks like the whole village is there to greet them. And... She's like, I don't know half of these people. <laughs> the kids, however, were a little problematic, said that they were scared. Why were, uh, why, why were you scared? You're old enough to not be scared because people are there dancing and saying hi to you. I didn't like that too much, but I let it go because they are children. Um, And her dad is there with a real ass serious face on but they do hug hello mercy doesn't know anyone like i said who was there greening them from the actual village but there is a lot of family um he has to uh, say hi to it's party time that's you know there's Dancing and there's lots of food and he was having a good time, but then he ends up getting dragged away to what is a goat pen. It's a pen full of goats. Not full of goats. I think there's four or five different goats. Um well plus minus one. Anyway. We'll get there in a minute. Um, and he ends up being told, per tradition, he has to pick a goat, and he himself has to kill the goat. Y'all, he's freaking. I would be freaking. So you know what? It was so nice to meet you. Your daughter's lovely. I'm out because I'm not doing that. I know, I know that animals are slaughtered. I'm not an idiot. I know this. And I, I am not, I eat meat. I know. But I would just, I i don't even know if I'm okay to see an animal being killed in front of me, which, but I feel like I could handle that more than me actually killing the animal. I'm out. But um, he, we find out that Mercy forgot to tell him one more thing. She fucking forgot to tell him. You have to tell him. My goodness. Um, but the killing of the goat, it basically signifies that he will be able to provide, in a nutshell, for, for mercy and, and the marriage. He says, like, how can I do this? He literally says, like, how am I supposed to pick one of them? They're looking at me with their sad eyes, and then I have to, like, kill goat. Like, he's not doing good, y'all. So anyway, so he does end up picking one, and he does kill the goat. So he does do it. He's better than me. Can you imagine if, like, Larry, who couldn't even eat the dead pig who was cooked? Shit, he would have lost his mind. Anyway, so the kids did not like the fact that he had to kill the goat. They'll be fine. He, the kids said that the goat was living its best life anyway. So now we're talking about the bride price. So he's giving them everything that he needs to give them. So the elders and the parents are there making sure that everything that was required is there. So they do have this ritual where like you have to pray about something. And I guess in this case, it's the soda that she was drinking. I don't know. I'm just relaying the news. So her uncle says that he, so she, sorry, she says that her uncle is basically a witness to the bride price. And And she says, like, he tends to create drama when it comes to these bride price meetings. And she's like, for fuck's sakes, just don't cause drama. But lo and behold, the uncle does start drama and says, you know, damn, I I can't say that everything is here. I just, I can't say it's here. Because it doesn't look like it's here. So she says that. Yeah, so this is, he's gone your blah blah. He says that he does not know if something was potentially omitted deliberately. My kind sir, can you shove all the way up? Shut all the way up, because nothing is deliberate in this case, anyways. I can't say for others, but this is not deliberate. So he says that what is missing is a crate of beer. Fucking beer, y'all. Anyway, Miana finding out that the beer is coming. Her friends are bringing the beer and her friends are late. But the beer's coming. So, they say, you know what? That's fine. It'll be here and all's going to be good. So, they're going to be getting married. I think the next day so we'll see how it goes. But guys, that is the end of the episode. If you like what you heard, please share Reality Tea Times 2 with everybody in your life. Please also make sure that you hit subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss a single episode. Also, if you are an avid YouTube user, you can listen to this episode on YouTube at Reality Tea times two. If you want to connect with us, you can do so by following us on either Facebook or Instagram at Times 2 You can also email us at Times 2 at hotmail.com. You can visit our website where you can listen to all of the episodes, and you can also get links to our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube pages All of this information will be in our show notes. Well, that's it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye.